children. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Ah, uh, it will be. Welcome to another glorious episode of Tin Foil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Bam. Joining me as always is my good friend, my partner in crime, the one and only XG and the place to be, Xavier Guerrero. Boom. Dude. And then we found out Xavier. Isn't even his real name. So he's got three <laughs> names and the nobody knows identity. who we're talking the about. The born identity. Did your sister even come to the show? Yeah, she was there. Oh, I she had a great it. time. Yeah, How it was come a... you didn't introduce us? Are you, are you ashamed of me, dude? No. I can't believe you're ashamed of me. What am I, fat? <laughs> no, they, everyone had a great time. Guys, awesome thank was you. Amazing. Awesome was amazing. Thank you. Uh, uh, Alex Jones for having us on. Everybody, thank you so much for um, all the kind words about us being on InfoWars. Alex sent me a nice text saying that everyone's loving the episode, so I want to thank him. Yes, he was a nice guy. Can you believe that? I can't believe the guy that everybody's demonizing is actually a nice person. You mean what is up is really down? Yeah, that's what's going on. Lot of stuff going on. Guys, this Tuesday or tomorrow night, they're both almost sold out. So grab your tickets now. ABX.org, that's absoluteextract.org, is per, is presenting Comedy Chaos live at the World Famous Comedy Store. Go to thecomedystore.com. Second show, uh, Mark Norman, Joey, Coco Diaz, Eddie, Eddie Bravo, Andrew Santino, Jackie Fabulous, and more. The lineup is stacked. And those tickets are moving quickly. I'm told it's going to be sold out soon. So grab your tickets now. Now, if you like weed, you like vape pens, you like all this stuff, go to our good friends at Absolute Extract. Use the promo code CHAOS, and you get 20% off everything. Dude, they are mad scientists in laboratories over there. They're going next level with this thing, okay? Anything you need to get your marijuana on, go to abx.com. Org. They got flour, vape pens, they got anal bleaching. They got everything you need to feel better about yourself, okay? Go to abx.org, use the promo code CHAOS. Um, what else we got? We have on October 4th, oh. we're proud, we're going to the Gramercy in New York City. That's right, myself, Eddie Bravo, XG, and Lauren Petrie of the Electric Kool-Aid Podcast, We'll all be there. It is Escape to New York because we're not afraid of you, New York. We're not afraid. Come get weird. And then I'm proud to announce we're having an after party at Cricket the Cave. Cricket the Cave. That's right. So live show at the Gramercy with a after party at Creek and the Cave. So come get weird. Hang out with us. We want to rock. New York, we got one shot at this. We need you to come out in force. If you work, Calling sick. Come and hang out and watch the power of comedy rock. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, then we October 22nd. We are at the main room at the comedy store. Once upon the main room. That artwork is being done by my man Brock. And it's coming out very soon. Brett Bach is going to be putting it out. And it's uh, Once Upon the Time, the main room. Myself, Eddie Bravo, Tim Dillon, and I'm going to see what other conspiracy, and next year in the place to be, we're going to see what conspiracy theorists we can come hang out. Tickets are moving. Go to thecomedystore.com and grab them now. Let's go big, America. Come to L.A. Hang out with us. Wise guys, October 19th. October 19th? Salt Lake City. Oh, snap. I'm always... October 19th, we are at Salt Lake City. I got to make that flyer. I got to come up with what I want to do on that one. Because nobody's telling me. I need Mormons to let Mormons. me know if this is offensive. I did the book of, I don't know, MLK, MK Ultra or something like that. I'm figuring it out. Where is that? Look that up real quick. 
It's uh, Wise Guys. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Come get your tickets. Eddie Bravo, myself, XG, and the place to be. Going hard in the paint for the Mormons because we love you. Hey, when I went to college, there was no more, nobody more attracted than Jack Mormons. Okay, those ladies. Yeah. They bring the lady heat. Uh, the, what else do we got? We got the, uh, the Patreons on fire, everybody. I'm just cranking them out. We're going to get back to conspiracies now this week. So you begin that. It's working. Twerking in politics. It's coming. It's coming. You're going to be able to go on. Go to our YouTube backslash Sam Triple A and check out Twerking in Politics. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. I love how I did Alex Jones and they're acting like nobody subscribed to my thing. <laughs> I mean, YouTube, you're messing with us. That's, they're fucking with the numbers. Yeah, they're they don't like with us. The numbers. They don't like us. They think we're afraid. YouTube, YouTube, Tim Foyle Hat. Go to Tim Foyle Hat t shirts.com. That's Tim Foyle Hat t shirts. All the T-shirts are up. Look at that. The co- Look at that pretty shirt. That is the Tinfoil Hat Texas Comedy Massacre. That T-shirt's up. Uh, Steal Your Tinfoil Hat is up. Okay. Tinfoil Hat out. Unicorn. We sold out. Yeah. They're all there. All the classics that you're looking for. Great way to support the show. And the Patreon's a great way to support the show. Today's show, I'm very excited to welcome our new sponsors. Do you guys like to read? Of course. We all do. I, do you read a lot? XG? Of course, yeah. Who doesn't What's read a lot? What's your favorite books to read? Huh? Okay, that's what huh? I thought. Real <laughs> quick, guys. I love reading. You like read. I actually think that reading uh, podcasts are the new books because everybody's so busy. Uh, it's hard to get in there. Uh, I'm proud to announce our new friends over at Blinkist. That's right. Blinkist. That's right. What we're basically talking about is an app that helps you power read through your books. It bangs out the 15 most important minutes of the book and lets you know. It's a really great. It's one of the ultimate life hacks. My secret weapon for learning things and getting ahead. Okay? We're so busy. I'm, t- I'm Neo from The Matrix. I got to learn Kung Fu quickly. Okay? I need to download information. And our good friends at Blinkist are the ones to get it done. It is very unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, your browser. Blink- Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condense it just down to 15 minutes, man. How great is that? We're going to talk to our, our next guest. We'll get his book on here. 15 minutes, that's you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are all well-known for reading books a lot. Blinkist, Blinkist is the made for busy people like you and me. I listen to them all. I've been going through some of these cool, cool, cool... Uh, Books they have, they have so many of them, dude. They have, uh, where is it right here? The River in Darkness, I'm excited about. The Tribe, Us versus Them, The Failure of Globalism. Okay? You never have headphones on the airport. Is that what you were listening to? Yeah, that's how I do. I'm li- Liars, Leakers, and Liberals, The Case Against Anti-Trump Conspiracies. Look at that. That's all there. You can get all these. Fear by Bob Woodard. Woodward. I mean... It's the ma- the edge of chaos. Why democracy is failing to deliver economic growth. I mean, they're all there. You want, and they don't just have to be like silly books. I mean, serious books like that. Everything is there. That's right. So what I need you guys to do. I mean, here are some of the books that are on there, dude. Real quick, of course. Uh, the, the Seven Habits of uh, Highly Effective People. How to Win Friends. Four Hour Four Hour Work Week. I love that. Become. That's a podcaster, by the way. Four-hour work week. That's right. So right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just our audience. Go to Blinkist.com. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash hat and try it for free. Seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot slash dot com slash hat to start your free Order now, seven-day trial. Your free seven-day trial. And you'll get 25% off, but only when you sign up using Blinkist.com slash hat. Hey, are you excited about that, Aaron? What? Okay, that's enough of the business. (laughs) We appreciate you. Guys, let's get into it. We had to start a little later today, so I know you're already going to be yelling and screaming at me. Uh, but it is what it is. We had some technically di- technical difficulties in the in the podcast studio, but now we got them fixed. Joining us, can you look up his book real quick? Uh, it's it. right here. You know what it is. Look it up. Uh, joining us via the power of the phone, 
Uh, he is an author, and he has an amazing book out called American Conspiracies and Cover- Cover-Ups. Please welcome author, author, author okay, Douglas Singanio. Did I get it right? Oh, close enough. Certainano. Certainano. Thank you so much, Douglas, for joining us, and I, I, I apologize for the janky transition. I got a lot of stuff going on. How are you, my friend? Good, good. It's good to talk to you. I had never heard of your show before, but then I, I, I saw your a couple of podcasts in the last week, and you look like you got an excellent show. Well, I appreciate that, man. I really do. You know, we're trying. We're kind of like we call ourselves the training wheels to conspiracies. You start with us, you go a little deeper. Uh, and you've been working in the world of conspiracies for a while. Am I correct? This has kind of been your thing. You've been on Infowars. Tell us a little bit, our listeners, a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I, I actually just started this book. Uh, about seven or eight years ago, really. And I have had some good uh, articles on different uh, websites, even got one on InfoWars. But actually, uh, I'd always wanted to be a writer, and uh, I just got success with it recently. I, uh, uh, I grew up in the 70s, you know, so back then everybody was questioning the establishment, you know. That was a thing to do. And then it was always my inclination to be like a muckraking journalist. So about seven or eight years ago, I started interviewing people about conspiracy theories, and then about a year ago, I realized I had enough together. So I sent it off to Skyhorse Publishing, who's one of the biggest publishers of conspiracy theory literature. Uh, they publish uh, Jesse Ventura and uh, Jerome Kersey and Roger Stone. So actually, the same editor who edited my book was Roger Stone editor. So they published it, so I'm happy about that, about four months ago. And uh, my book is unique because it's a book of interviews. And I got interviews with like some of the best-known conspiracy theory authors in the world. I got Jim Mars on The New World Order. G. Edward Griffin on the Federal Reserve, Noam Chomsky on the mainstream media. I got uh, Linda Johnson's lawyer, Barbara McClellan, on the Kennedy assassination. I got David Ray Griffin on 9-11, William Pepper, a friend of Martin Luther King. So I got really good guys. I think that's what makes the book interesting. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. Um, uh, How did all these conspiracy theorists, did you find that they had like a a common theme behind them? I know they're authors, but the conspiracy theorists and these authors, was there like a kind of a theme that kind of connected all them together? Was there some kind of like Uh, attribute or one thing about them you like that was common amongst all of them? Well, you know, I think maybe what's common is that I think there's a shadow government. You know, there's elites who are running the world. And I'm, maybe a lot of the conspiracies are coming from there, you know. I think uh, the Bilderberg group, that's the one a lot of people know about. And uh, there's been, I think, a conspiracy to, to, to manipulate politics ever since an uh, organization called the Illuminati was uh, formed in the late 1700s. So I think, and so I think super wealthy guys for 300 years, they've been get, 250 years, have been getting together, manipulating politics from behind the scenes. And I think maybe that's a common thread, you know. I think there's a deep state. Well, you do believe there's a deep state? Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, I think you do, too. I watch a few of your podcasts. Thank right? you. And, uh, Thank you. So, so my, th- my question yeah. to you is, when, like, did you just start getting into conspiracies before this? Or have, have you always oh. questioned what was really going on? I think if you grew up in the 60s and 70s, you questioned what was going on. And then, yeah, about... Like 1979, I'm 60 years old. So 1979, I got this, um, started getting underground newspapers, which told you what's really going on, you know, that uh, banks are uh, privately owned and that the Trilateral Commission and Federal Reserve is is running everything and that international bankers want to have a big brother government. I got this uh, uh, newsletter in 79 called Cosmic Awareness Communications, which was pretty good. It gave out all this information. But then I think... With the advent of the Internet, that's when everybody uh, started to realize these things, because I think the Internet is exposing all these corruptions and conspiracies in a big way, I think. When you started interviewing these guys, it wasn't the intent on writing a book, or did was that the always intent, or did you just realize, hey, I have enough interviews to put together a book I think yes. the truth community would really enjoy? Yes, that's it. I, I started interviewing with the idea of... Uh, trying to break into journalism but then yeah i got i got enough together i realized i had a good book yeah so that's excellent and uh, i that, but what you said i started i didn't have the idea i was going to do a book but then after a while i realized i had enough together perfect so i want to get to some of your uh, 
some of the people you've interviewed because uh, some of them are my favorites and some of them I'm just learning a little about. But the guy who got me started and everything was uh, Noam Chomsky. He's been famous for uh, he's been he's kind of like one of the original uh, conspiracy theorists, even past Bill Cooper, who's famous for his Behold the, yeah. the Pale Horse, which came out in the 90s. But I mean, there's videos of Noam Chomsky de- debating uh will say the face of the power establishment for a very long time, very famous for his yep. criticisms of the um uh, of the Vietnam War, you know, his famous battles with Buckley. Like had you been following him yep. for a very long time? I've probably known about him. he's like one of the most famous professors in the world. Um but you know he doesn't consider himself a conspiracy theorist, but he does like um you know, he's very, I guess, his viewpoints might be considered radical. But uh, I learned about him probably in 1985, but I did do an interview with him about the corporate media. But he, he doesn't really accept, like, all the conspiracy theories that you and I and, like, the people who watch Alex Jones accepts. He, he, like, he thought maybe Kennedy was killed by one of uh, the husbands of one of his girlfriends, you know. <laughs> Uh, oh, so this interview that. happened very long. Like, what is the span of these inter- interviews? Over how long, over what period did these interviews happen? Uh, I, th- I would say the last 10 years, yeah. Okay, so, so, so when you interviewed Norm Chomsky, when, would the, what, when was this around? That was about five years ago, yeah. Five years? And, uh, yeah, but I think it's pretty, uh, I still got a lot of pertinent information there. For you know? sure, for sure, for sure. Because he's always talked about manufacturing consent. And as we've yeah. seen going on, like, like you know, I read Chomsky in, jail, in a jail in college, <laughs> at, which wasn't the farthest thing from jail. Uh, it was a wonderful time. But I remember reading it, and it really resonated with me, the, the ability of the media to, in fact, uh, just basically create the consent of the nation. Because Americans yeah. and people in general are a very trusting people, almost to a point of i'd say a fault like we're gullible i say this all the time on the show when you see these um these shows where they kind of pull stuff on people these prank shows what they're really doing is pranking nice people and the media has basically taken advantage of how nice americans are and how much we want to believe and that we're one unit and And how stupid they are right like hunting like all the host ghost hunting and shit and they just throw shit at it and they expect us to believe everything. Well, we do. Some of us do. I mean, like, if you take a look right now with the whole uh, Ukraine thing going on, it's like they're literally accusing Trump of what basically Obama and Hillary did with the FISA reports. And it's just like, Ooh. oh, he influ- He told them to go and, like, dig up stuff on Joe Biden. Uh, that's exactly what they had Steele do. With the steel dossier or dozer or whatever it's called, you know, and they made it all up. And that's exactly now I'm not telling you Trump is a good guy. I'm not telling you that Trump is like, oh, poor victim. But I'm saying that's literally what they do all the time is they take their their weaknesses and project it onto their opponents. Um, manufacturing consent. What was the basic theme, uh, Douglas, from uh, Norm Chomsky? Well, I interviewed about him about whether or not the media is controlled, you know, and he thinks that, you know, there's just too much corporate influence over the media. You know, the big corporations own the media, so they're going to protect the corporate interests, whereas other people might think it's a conspiracy. Like, a lot of people think the Council on Foreign Relations is run so many media outlets that it's running the media, and the Council on Foreign Relations is one of the uh, New World Order groups. And a lot of people think the CIA, because... The Church Committee uh, concluded that the CIA has so many influence in the media. So, you know, is it more of a conspiracy by the Council of Foreign Relations and the CIA, or is it just more corporate influence, which is what Chomsky believes? For sure. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because you have all these groups, the CFR, the Bilderberg Group, and then you have, like, the Illuminati, the Freemasons, and it's almost like people think there could be only one group, and it's like, what if they're they they all work yeah. their own thing? The CIA they all have their turf. They have all their specialties. It's kind of like gangs, right? Like LA yeah. has probably a hundred gangs, 
And I'm sure some yeah. of those gangs work together at some point, but they all have their own purpose, their own thing. Doesn't mean that there's no gangs or that one gang runs everything. All these gangs work together and they all have their own specific focus that sometimes overlap oh. with each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm of the opinion that the uh, at the heart of the deep state conspiracy is international bankers, the richest guy in the, in the world. And sometimes I think they control all the other gangs. But maybe it's what you say, that everybody's going a little a different direction. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if it's a, you know, I think it's international bankers who are the, the biggest gang, you know? Uh, uh, Noam, Noam Chomsky did a doc called Requiem for the American Dream. And in there he had a, he had a reference for them. And they're called the Masters of Mankind. And, you know, within conspiracies, you always hear people, and I think they're there, I, I don't want to be insulting, but I think when you just say the word Jews, I think you're very limited in your knowledge. Because if you really study, there's so many layers above that. And oh, I, you know, oh, yeah. the more and more I study this stuff. I didn't say stuff, Jews. Oh. No, no, you didn't. You didn't. I didn't say that at all. Oh. I'm, saying, I'm saying that when you, t- you listen to people talk about who, who runs the world and you have these yeah. people just regurgitating old BS about Jews running everything, and you know Jews are just like anybody else. They're they're a group. Yeah. Uh, they want to have you know they want to be able to support the family, have a laugh, have a drink, get laid once in a while. But at the top of the power structure, I, I believe it's something called uh, the Black Cube of Saturn. The Saturnists, uh, some call them Satanists, Luciferians. I think those are all made up names to cover up what they really oh. are, which is these Black oh. Cube of Saturn people. Um, Oh, you think that's not that's like the deepest part of the deep state? Yeah, I think the deepest of the deep state of every country, whether it's the United States, Canada, Europe, England. Latin America, yeah, England's part of Europe, um, <laughs> Israel, you know, at the highest levels, they're no longer Jews or Christians or Muslims, but they're actually just uh, Dark arts. I mean, like the Vatican. If you oh. go around the Vatican, you'll see that there's like so much Black Cuba Saturn references, like stuff that makes no sense. And, you know, I know Catholicism oh. is its own thing, but it is a part of Christianity. And I think they have nothing to do with Christianity. And that's not insulting Catholics because your religion is you. You are your religion. You are what you believe. And these people at the top do not represent you. Uh, you allow them to act like they're the head of your shit, but they're really not. And uh, your religion oh, is yeah. your religion. So, do you think these are are super rich guys, or or do you believe they're aliens? Hey, dude, uh, I, I well, think it's everything. I think uh, you know what I always say, man. I say, you know what's going on in the world? Imagine every movie ever all going on at one time. That's why things going on. Kind of like we said, how there's a bunch of groups. Running stuff. I think there's a bunch of different factions at work. You know, our, my best friend is Eddie Bravo. He doesn't believe in aliens. But, you know, I was just on Alex Jones and this guy talking about flat earth. He was talking about ETs, extra terrestrial, what is terrestrial territory. Oh, they yeah. might be from uh, another part of past the wall or whatever it is. I'm not, Aaron, oh, yeah. I'm not saying flat earth. I'm just having a discussion here. Okay. And the point I just, is. I just watched that yesterday, that flat earth thing you did with Alex Jones. I had never heard anything about that before. Yeah, uh, well, it's it's pretty interesting. I don't know. I de- I got to look more into it. I guess depends on who you talk to. It all might go back to flat Earth. That might be the biggest well, of all the conspiracies. As I hear Aaron's butthole start tightening <laughs> up on us because we're getting a little too close to the truth. But the point is, at the highest levels, man, if you really study all this stuff, like. Why why in Mecca do Muslims go around a black cube eight times counterclockwise? Why on some uh, Ju- Judaism, uh, you know, uh, outfits, there's a black cube on their, their hat? I mean, like, you look at, like, if you, uh, the center of the Star of David is a cube. If you undo a, pe- oh. a cube, it's a cross. I mean, like, it all goes back to this, this thing. That hey, is- uh, these guys are Satanists, you're saying? No, Satan, there's no such thing as Satanists. They're Saturnists. And they've taken everything oh. from Satanism. They've taken everything from Saturnism and applied it to sa- Satanism and demonized it when it's really Saturnism so you don't look at it. Oh. 
They're not good guys, though, you're saying. I mean, if you think uh, uh, sacrificing children and, like, weird shit, Uh, that's uh, that's it. Yes, man. That is uh, oh, that is the biggest darkest whole part of that whole thing, and it's uh, that all goes back to something called Chronos. Um, uh, Chronos is the god of time, and uh, it was prophesied that his children would kill him and take over. So every time his wife had a child, he would eat the children, and that's where the ritual of, sacrifice, of child sacrifice comes from. Uh, it's it's dark dark yeah. arts, dark dark arts. There's a reason why the Clintons. Uh, have been associated with four different satanic pedophile cults. Uh, just this year, the Clinton oh Global Initiative. Yeah. 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 I, that's something I wrote about, but I've heard about all this all this stuff, and it's really freaking horrible to think about. I think what you're saying is some truth to that. I mean, just look, they caught this guy Epstein. He has so many connections to powerful people. So, I mean, to think that such bad people uh, are, are, are up there maybe influencing things is horrible to think about. It is I heard horrible. Trump's trying to stop it, though. Uh, Trump is. I mean, like, whether Aaron wants to admit it or not, uh, he, there, every day we see giant arrests going on. You know, you, could, you oh, yeah. could do bad things and do good things at the same time. I mean, I'm not, you know, politicians I don't think are 2D that they're either one or the other. They could be both sides. And, you know, now you got Trump, um, everyone's mad at him for the Iran huh. thing about him sending sheeps over there, but... I don't know if it's happened oh. yet, and everybody's getting mad at oh, it. Yeah. And if he is doing it, it's it just kind of destroys the illusion that our our military is about defense, and it's really about being stormtroopers for the international banking couple. You know, so oh yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, he ran on ending oh. these wars. He tried. I, I guess he's trying to sign a peace treaty with Afghanistan, and of course, the false flags happened, and that they blamed it on the Taliban, which means he ended the treaties. I want to get another uh, person you interviewed, Doctor William Pepper. Um, Dr. William Pepper, uh, he specializes in the assassination of Martin Luther King. Can you tell us a little bit about Mr. Uh, Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The soda or the guy? No. He was was like a very close friend with Martin Luther King in the last year of his life. And uh, actually, he was one of the pallbearers at his his, uh, funeral. Oh, my God. In 1999, he... uh, sued this guy who claimed that there was a conspiracy to kill Martin Luther King. And uh, the jury concluded that the government was involved with the assassination. And uh, some of the evidence that he brought out, this guy was, this guy was connected to Memphis police and also to, uh, at the trial, Pepper, he had ex-Army uh, intelligence guys uh, say that they were in uh, Memphis on April 4th, 1968, when King was killed with orders to King to uh, shoot King. You know, he had evidence that these guys were uh, confessing to, and they they uh, concluded the jury concluded that the government uh, was behind the assassination. So, who did he sue? Did he get sued, or did somebody sue him? Um, the King family, uh, the King family, Doctor King's sons and his wife sued this guy named Lloyd Jowers, who said he was part of a conspiracy. He was like. Uh, a Memphis resident, and apparently the mafia there brought him in, but the people who were controlling the mafia was probably U.S. intelligence. Because, you know, in 1968, Martin King, although he preached peace, he was, uh, uh, all the riotings and fires and civil unrest at that time was being inspired by Martin Luther King. So maybe the government wanted to kill him for that reason. Plus, he was going to start protesting the Vietnam War. So the family sued this guy for $1, just to see what uh, the jury would say. And the jury concluded that, yes, this guy was part of a conspiracy along with the U.S. government. That's what the jury concluded. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, when you talk about these, uh, these, these, I don't know how, what the reference was, Army people, Special Forces guys, uh, we've now seen that. And uh, this is not part of your book, but just stuff that I've noticed. We've seen now with... Um, you know, all these false flags going on. We have witnesses talking about how 
four men in black army fatigue showed up and they were shooting. Oh, yeah. And that's what all the witnesses talk about at first. And then it gets whittled down to a, you know, one lone gunman that the FBI's always heard about all the time. Oh, yeah. They always, they yeah. always know about him and they do anything. But instead of like having the FBI, uh, uh, actually act on these tips and do some research, everybody else just wants to take guns away because that's what they're told yeah. to do. And uh, when the guns go away, the fun goes away. And it's just the truth. No. And if you're, a, if you're Jewish, if you're a woman, if you're an ethnic minority, if you're uh, gay, you should really study the history of guns. We say here all the time, yeah, study yeah. it. Because when the guns yeah, when go away, away, the, the fun guns, goes yeah. away. The, then the people are suppressed, right? And maybe a lot, you think maybe a lot of these shootings around, maybe they're coming from intelligence agencies. So that everybody will be convinced to give up their guns? You think that's what's happening? I think it could be happening. 100%. I mean, like oh, someone's yeah. telling me when the, the the Kent State shooting, which was a very long time ago. David Cross, of all the people, was trying to act like we should apologize to Richard Nixon for impeaching him. I'm like, are you nuts? Uh, I mean, this yeah, is a yeah. man. This is a man who openly bragged about starting the drug war to cripple the black community and and hippies. This is a guy who negotiated with the Vietnamese to hold off ending the war so he could win his election. This is the guy that took the U.S. off the gold standard and onto the petrodollar and who, since then, we've been terrorizing any country trying to get yeah. off it. What are you talking yeah. about, David Cross? Like, are you that? Do you think he, or- oh, yeah. Do you think he ordered uh, the shootings at Kent State or... Well, I mean, they say after the shootings, that's when we got the National Guard. It's always after a tragedy, they, they slip stuff in, you know? And then you see it with uh, yeah. 9-11 and the Patriot Act, which took so much of our civil liberties away. And that the guy who wrote yeah. it was Kavanaugh. And what the right doesn't realize is this whole sex capades thing that they made yeah. his hearing about was not, was not to vet him out and try to take him down, but it was actually the left helping out the right by framing his trial as about what he did in high school, even though there was no witness to it, nobody agreed to it, instead of actually looking yeah. at what he did. Oh, he was involved with 9-11, Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh no. was involved with uh, with writing the Patriot Act. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Jeez. So, so we should get rid of him. So I love it, dude. So did you uh, did you talk to Miss Doctor Pepper? I love it. I'm never gonna be able to say that again, Doctor Pepper, <laughs> about uh, I'm the phone. I'm the Jesse phone. Jackson and his and, and any role he might have had in this. Because later on we find out that Jesse Jackson and L. Sharpton were both uh, FBI assets, and that basically he was on the balcony. When the shots happened, yeah. and it doesn't even look like he was ducking, you know, right there, knew exactly where the shooter was, and all the stuff, conveniently. Did you have any discussion with Dr. Pepper about uh, that, oh, that whole, his whole I role know. in this whole thing? Well, he called Jesse Jackson a scumbag when I talked to him, so <laughs> maybe. Um, I know some people think Jesse Jackson, uh, I don't know, might have been a part of it. Uh, and I know the King family doesn't like him. Um, I know Dr. Pepper doesn't like Jesse Jackson. I don't know if he said that he was part of a conspiracy to kill King, but so, there, there might be evidence for that, right? He may, maybe he was. Huh? What do you think of the recent um, attempts by the mainstream media to demonize Martin Luther King with this um, with with the suggestion that yeah. there's tapes out there of Martin Luther King uh, laughing at a woman getting raped? Oh, I heard about that. Well, you know, geez, uh, uh, I don't know. You know, it, you know. I guess everybody can have their own opinion on that. You know, if he had problems like abusing women, then maybe some people uh, can stop reading his books or whatever. Some people will maybe say he's just human or whatever. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I mean, if you ever want to know who runs society, you know, when a when a when a famous woman cheats on her her uh, husband, it's because he didn't show her enough attention and she needed love. When a famous man yeah. cheats on his woman, it's because he's a dog 
and he's a, oh. he's a horn dog, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, can't right? keep his yeah. dick in his pants. And uh, no disrespect, I love women. We, we're blessed to have a bunch of smoke shows who listen <laughs> to the show, and we love you ladies for sure. But make no, no doubts about it. The notion of being a womanizer is a contrived thing. It's not real. It yeah. is like what? A, what? Yeah. As a male or female, what are your basic needs? Well, and, you know, he was getting wiretapped. Yeah, well, right? did they yeah, and they caught him with like a bunch of females cheating on his wife and stuff. Yeah, but my point well, is, yeah. dude, it's like you, you know, it's like this whole. You know, Jordan Peterson said something about this. The whole thing about people judging famous, successful men on on banging everything that moves. And it tends to be women who obviously don't want that because their whole thing is a lockdown the male and guys who can't do it, right? Dudes who can't bang everything yeah. that moves. They get it really, oh, dude, you really, you, you womanizing chicks like that, you know? It's just like, dude, you would be doing it too in a heartbeat, you know? It's like, that's our, like when you break it down to the most primal things, it's really just, hey, you know? Women want a male that can provide resources, take care of the, the offspring. Men need to spread their seed. Now, I'm not saying love doesn't matter and all that stuff. And, you know, you find the right woman, you should settle down. Of course. But the notion, like Kevin Hart's going through this shit. The guy can't stop banging everything that moves. He's doing family films and he wants to bang everything. Guess what? He's a bazillionaire and he should be able to do whatever he wants to. Because guess what? All of his kids are going to get taken care of. Because he's a successful male, do what you got. I do. think it's between the guy, the guy and his wife, right? It should be between the guy and his wife. Yeah, like the, they brought that up, up that thing with Trump when he said he wants to grab, grab the pussy, right? I'm, that's guys talk like that. Women talk like that. You know, it's not that important. But what's important is like three hundred thousand uh, children are being uh, sex trafficked every uh, every uh, month or so, every year in the United States. Why doesn't the media bring that up and do something about that? Instead of Donald Trump making some crude remark that every guy has made in a locker room, you know? Yeah, and then the guys acted like, guys, we got to stop talking like this. And I'm like, dude, I know you, bro. You film chicks blowing you without them knowing. What are we talking about here? I think hypocrisy should be a, like a, at least a misdemeanor. Sounds about right. Right? Like, you should have to be like, whatever you're, you're being hypocritical about, you should have to pay off... Uh, Publicly, right? If you're like a, a, a gay, uh, if you're a Republican who's anti-gay and you get caught doing gay shit, you should have to like do that during the halftime show at the Super Bowl. <laughs> just make everybody see your hypocrisy because you're just acting like you walk on water and you're not. Listen, I love everybody <laughs> of all groups, Muslims, Jews, Christians. I love everybody except for one group. I hate 100% across the, do across the board, and that's male feminists, okay? Male feminists are scumbags, okay? They're snitches. They get stitches, all right? They're acting like, oh, I love women. And all the time, they're getting busted sexually assaulting people because they're, they, they, they're beta cucks, and they realize they can't compete with alphas, so they try to use some backdoor action to get pooned, and guess what? It blows up in their face. They're all hypocrites. <laughs> Guys want to bang chicks. If a guy acts like he doesn't want to bang you ladies, he's a liar. Okay? No, no guy wants to be the friend zone. Nobody no, wants, guy. no guy. No guy. What guy's like, you know, I wish I had more female friends so we could just talk about nothing that I enjoy talking about. <laughs> like football and beer and tits. I want to talk about feelings and shopping and, and, and stuff like and black guys. You know, what, what, what are we talking about here? I want to get into uh, your next guy because this one I really like. Uh, G. Edward Griffin. What was G. Edward Griffin about? He's uh, he's a very well known for a book he wrote, which is uh, which probably one of the biggest conspiracy books out there, which yes. is the creature from Jekyll Island. What was it like talking to him? Oh, it's pretty good. I think he's a very clear thinker. He's a clear writer. You know, I think he's uh, he's very popular. You're right. He's like he's always got high rated books on. Amazon. I interviewed him about the Federal Reserve, and I think that might be at the heart of the deep state corruption is the banking system. If if we could get rid of the big banks, then we could have. Oh, oh, you going in and out? Hello, hello. hello? We hear you. We hear you. We, we can hear you. We can hear you. Are oh, you okay. Yeah, well, I thought we were going in and out. Yeah, I interviewed him about how you know the central banks they lend money uh, created out of nothing, and then that causes uh, debt and inflation. 
And if each government would just uh, issue their own money on the gold standard or in proper proportion, there wouldn't be debt and inflation. And, uh, you know, we could have a happy economy and a happy society, you know. I think the banking system is really at the heart of uh, deep state conspiracy. For sure, my friend, for sure. I agree with you. Uh, A lot of people think this whole sending ships, Navy, to uh, Saudi Arabia is about protecting the petrodollar. Again, Nixon took us off. The gold standard put us on the petrodollar, which allowed the Federal Reserve to print unlimited money. And it's actually called fractional reserve banking. And it's the most... If it wasn't so evil and so diabolical, I would tell you it's the most brilliant idea in the history of time. Just imagine if you created, you made the world into Monopoly, right? Yeah. And you just could just reach into a bank and hand funny money to everybody. And now you get the whole system on funny money while you keep the real money, the real gold, the real silver. Yeah, that's a bankers conspiracy. Yeah, that's what I talked about with G. Edward Griffin. The rich are getting uh, richer and and the the whole society is getting... uh, Screwed by inflation and debt, you know. They basically create. Uh, they basically find a way to bribe everybody, and not really spend yeah. one real dollar doing it. And that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's selling their soul for this fake money. The money you have in your bank account isn't real. It's not real. Yeah. It's made up. Yeah. And that's why when I they know, pull their the notes, it crashes. Go in there and ask for your money. Ask for more than ten thousand dollars. They literally have to say. Uh, can you give us a second? Yeah, hey, what? what are, you, uh, are you, you pulling off? Yeah, let me go ask for it. But, um, he was part of, G. Edward Griffin is a part of the John Burr Society, which is very interesting because you don't hear a lot about this society. Do you know anything about the John Burr Society? Oh, yeah, I think maybe they started in the 50s, and what they were really against was communism. They thought communism was going to take the world over the world. They might have been right, but now they believe... Uh, that it's the United Nations that wants to be the world government. And, and they're right about that. I think they're right about a lot of things. If you go on their website, um, you can see they got a lot of good books. You were talking about your book site, but they got a lot of good books about uh, things that I think you would agree with. So a very interesting thing about the John Birch side, there was a gentleman named, uh, his, his, he was Representative McDon- McDonald. So this guy's on a famous uh, talk show way back, I think it's in the 60s. And the two hosts, Pat Buchanan was one of them. And they were, uh, let me see real quick if I can find it. Yeah, Larry McDonald. He's on the show with Pat Buchanan. And I forget who the other host is. But the other host is so angry and a total dick, okay? And they're interviewing. And Larry McDonald talks about the New World Order. And about how um, basically there's this couple that's trying to take over. That's going to spread communism. Which is very interesting. Because you always heard that as like this kind of um, this kind of boogeyman stuff. But if you look what's going on right now with uh, Google, with Israel working yeah. with China, there is almost this push to spread communism. Now, I don't believe personally, and I, I'm about to get pounded in the comment sections on this, <laughs> but I personally don't believe that socialism leads right to communism. Okay. Because there's a big difference. There's a far difference between uh, where we are to Russia. Now, it's very interesting that everyone's mad at Russia, but we're all working with China. You ever think about why that happens? Because they run the world. um, I I think it has to do with Kazarians and the uh, Kazarian Mafia and how Russia always banged with the went to war with the Kazarians and Kazaria. And how they basically made them change their religion and all this stuff, and it's old, old wars from back in the day. So why would these? Why would the international bankers be working with China and have a and want a battle with Russia the whole time? Mm. I think yeah. it's old school, old school, uh, old fight. And maybe it is. Maybe it so isn't. You think we'll team up with China? What's that? You think we'll team up with China? We're never gonna team up. With, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I, the thing is that Israel's working with China. So I think Israel's playing both both of the uh, – they're playing both sides. So whichever one wins, they're on that winning side, kind of like what all the uh, international bankers did during World War II. They all worked with um, – they all worked with uh, – they worked with Germany and they worked with uh, all the Axis powers, you know. 
They work with both sides, right? They work with both sides in case both sides win. And you see that in modern-day politics. I know it was an axis of evil or axis of power. I got you, the allies, all right? Um, He talked about the creature from uh, um, Jekyll Island. Do you uh, think Trump will ever get rid of the Fed? He keeps talking about it. Oh, man, I think it's it's interesting that he keeps talking about that because I don't think Trump's a professional politician, you know? I think he's maybe a... I don't know. I think he's a good guy. Uh, some people think not, but he's always talking about how the Fed is uh, is uh, at the heart of our problems and how can he improve the economy if the Fed's doing something else. It'd be great if he eventually got rid of the Fed. I mean, I think Trump, he might have been, a pro- I think the Internet is making more people aware, and I think he's a product of that. He came in, he said vaccines can be dangerous, elections can be rigged. He's teaching us as a deep state, fake news, and maybe get rid of the Fed. So uh, if we continue continue to elect people like Trump, maybe we could uh, get rid of the Fed and the deep state and fake news. I don't know. Maybe I hope he does. I hope he does. I I, I mean, he does. Yeah. If he do, if he does one of two things, he will have my vote. And I tell you, I'm never going to vote for a Republican or a Democrat ever again. But if he does <laughs> this, he'll get my vote. If he either arrests Hillary Clinton or ends the Fed. Which one do you think is more impossible oh, yeah. to do? Hillary Clinton. Oh. <laughs> it's crazy. She's so she has everybody. How about, he, how about he helped out Julian Assange? I, you know, dude, that's a good. I one. would think about if he could release Julian Assange. I don't see. I, I don't know how you get elected by his WikiLeaks, begging him to release it and then not help him out. I don't know, man. Oh yeah, he should help him. He should help him out. Yeah. So I want to get into the next one. Um. Ja, Joe Bannister. Now, uh, this is very interesting. This is a former IRS agent, okay? Right, yes, yes. Now, the, the oh. personal income tax bill was brought in by Woodrow Wilson, who has to do with the Federal Reserve. He brought in one day, he brought in, I think it was 1913, yeah. I believe, brought yeah. in uh, on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. the 24th, he yes. brought in the Federal Reserve Act and the Personal Income Tax Act. On yes. that day, we started paying taxes permanently. We used to only pay them during war times, but now it was a constant thing. Uh, would you yes. say that Woodrow Wilson, what year is that, does it say? Yeah. Oh, no, no. 1913, probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you think he's the worst president of all time? Um. Maybe, but the, I think the guy who really brought it in, yeah, he did, but uh, Senator Nelson Aldridge, who was Rockefeller's father-in-law, and so he's part of the uh, part of the elites, and I think the income tax and the Federal Reserve is a way for all the money to go over to the bank and to the government and for the public to, to lose all their financial uh, strength, and that's what the elites want. They, they want the banks to be rich and the government to be rich and the public to be poor, and then they want to shove us into uh, Big Brother uh, concentration camps. And the main way they do it is through the income tax in the Federal Reserve. So I think Wilson is bad, but more Nelson Aldridge, uh, Rockefeller's father, or he was, I think he was really more responsible for that, you know? Well, I love it. So uh, did he talk to you at all about the IRS being a private company that's not part of the U.S. government? He did not. I did not get into that with him, but he, he thinks the income tax is unconstitutional and it's not good and the IRS is too abusive. He didn't get into that. It's a private company, is it? Yeah, it is not part of the oh, U.S. I, government. Uh, there's no law. Same that, with the federal. Yeah. Now, uh, did he get into how uh, who we pay our taxes to? He said it ends up all being paid um, uh, to pay off the debt. That's what he said. He believed that. You know, it doesn't go for services, you know. I don't think the income tax was ever created to, like, have health care or to, like, help the people. It was created to sap the economic strength of the country. It's a conspiracy to destroy us economically so the banks and the government um, can get all our money. He said the whole thing goes to pay the debt to the Federal Reserve and whoever else we're borrowing money from. Yeah, and I wonder who that is. I wonder who that is. I bet you. Have you ever heard the theory that we, that twenty percent of our money, of our taxes, 
goes to the royal family? Oh, um, I never heard that, but it could be. I think they're probably powerful people. I never heard it, but I I think all that tax money is wasted, you know. It's all stolen and wasted. You know, the founding fathers never wanted an income tax. They never wanted a central bank like the Federal Reserve. That's where all the corruption is, you know. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, I think we pay our taxes from, uh, I think our income tax money, someone was talking about, goes to, uh, the. I mean, it was a secret deal supposedly set up by Ben Franklin, who was a Freemason, with uh, with the, 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 the royal family way back in the day. I don't know. I'm trying to find it. Let's get through oh. it because we're getting some... Uh, let's get into two interesting people you, you interviewed. Dr. Ralph Ross and Dr. Alan Cantwell. They're both very interesting because both of them believe that there is uh, uh, both cancer and AIDS are one uh, are are curable. Uh, One believes they're not even real. Like uh, Dr. Alan Cantwell believes that uh, uh, AIDS is a a hoax. I know that's something that G. Edward Griffin believes. That's not even real. Oh. I don't know about that, but does, does he? Uh, well, he really believes that AIDS came from va- bad vaccines. That's his main point. There was a vaccine uh, given out in 1979 exclusively to gay men uh, in America. And then there was a va- by the CDC. Then there was a vaccine given out to Africans by the by the World Health Organization in 1979. He believes that's where uh, uh, AIDS came from, and uh, uh, you know that goes into are uh, vaccines dangerous or not? They might be so dangerous. They started the AIDS epidemic. Um, you know, the theory is that maybe very powerful, influential men, the elites or the deep state, they want to decrease the world's population, so they use their influence to uh, to start AIDS, to uh, kill off blacks and gays. What the hell? They're just blacks and gays. Why not kill them? You know? Well, yeah, if you talk to, uh, if you read the book, uh, Behold the Pale Horse, they talk about how they're going to push, there's going to be a big influence. And you should read you should read your book and also read Behold the Pale Horse, because the, that's it, a William Cooper, right? Yeah, it basically everything it talks about is happening right now about how they're going to push the gay lifestyle and have no problems with gays. I, you know, I, I was who was I? I was talking to somebody. I'm like, if you're telling me the chemicals in the food, they're spraying, they're doing all stuff to make people gay, and these people are gay, that's no different oh. than us eating something unhealthy and getting cancer. It's the same thing. They're oh. victims of circumstances yeah. and situations, okay? But there's a, a Bill Cooper yeah. talks about how there's going to be this push through pop culture and everything to turn people gay. And then on top of uh, that, yeah. they're going to uh, put the AIDS virus out. So they're going to try to make more people gay and then eliminate them through uh, AIDS. And we saw it was like super crippling. There's some people don't believe AIDS exists. That's actually just uh, oh. uh, your weakening of your immune your immune system and that you're just doing so much drugs. What's very interesting is oh. I got my um I got my an AIDS test, right? And right before I took the AIDS test, the doctor came in and asked me if I was gay. And I'm like, "No." He goes, "Okay." And he just walked right out. I wonder what would happen if I said I was gay. Would it come back gay? Would it come back I have well, AIDS? You got to you had been with a million women, so you you were worried that you caught that one. Well, no, I got sick, and they ran blood work on me. They just decided to run bullet blood work, and then they just came in and asked me if I was gay. Because you're not supposed to get it when you're straight, supposedly. Right. So it's like mostly through butt sex and yeah. shooting it up. It's a very delicate, delicate, delicate uh, virus. It dies very easily when it hits oxygen. It yeah. dies. But so that's why it has to be injected into you. Yeah. It can't be airborne. But they had to make women think they're going to get it so people could send them money for a cure. They have a cure, dude. They have a cure to everything. Cancer, you name it, they have a cure. Imagine how people would have not have donated if it was just, oh, it's just for the gays. Oh, oh, for sure, Oh, it's just for the gays. Yes, just for the gays. Not donating all of a sudden. Because they were assholes back then. It wasn't the same people that are now. Now they can make it so you are undetectable. Oh, yeah, there's a pill. I, well, that's that's to stop you from getting it, and now, and now these people are having other problems. It's kind of like when you see any pharmaceutical drug; it's like it cures a, a, an upset stomach, but you're suicidal now, and you have explosive diarrhea. It's like, why am I taking this? Yeah, I'm having blowouts in my pants, but you know, 
I, I don't have an upset stomach anymore. Um, what'd you learn about? I mean, what'd you learn from these guys about cancer? What was the thought about alternative cancer? Did they talk about how any of these, um, how all these alternative, and I hate the phrase alternative, but alternative doctors are being killed? Did they talk about that? Uh, he didn't tell you that, but he told me, you know, they always seem to suppress some alternative doctor or whatever you want to call it. He's got some good treatment and it's working on people, making them better and sometimes curing them. And then the FDA comes in, harasses the doctor, closes them down. You know, it's like if you want to read a book about this, politics and healing by Daniel Haley. It's so amazing how many times that's happened. It makes you suspicious. One guy who thought uh, mega doses of vitamin C would... Uh, could cure cancer was Dr. Linus Pauling. He won the Nobel Prize for chemistry in the 60s. He also won the Nobel Peace Prize. He's politically active. He won two Nobel Prizes, and he, he couldn't get any cooperation because, you know, vitamin C is cheap. You can't make money off of vitamin C. Yep. And so then he eventually said, he eventually said, everyone should know that the war on cancer is largely a fraud. This is the guy who won the Nobel Peace Prize for chemistry, you know? Well, they always say if you cure cancer, the U.S. economy would crash. And that doctors oh, yeah. doctors get threatening calls if they cure cancer. That if you keep curing yeah. curing people, where you're going to die. Uh, I know doctors who are like have cured cancer have to walk around with security. And it's like, let me oh. get this right. So listen, I do a benefit every year to support. Uh, it's called the Armenian Bone Marrow Registry, and we basically look for donors. Someone gets bone marrow cancer, there's a donor. Uh, Armenians are very unique. We have a unique genetic makeup, which basically means we're hillbillies because <laughs> we didn't get along with anyone around us, so we just banged our cousins, right? That's kind of, you got to, you know, love finds a way. <laughs> so uh, we have a unique genetic makeup. So I'll do that to help somebody. But I, I am done donating to cancer research. I, you're just yeah, creating really. an industry, and if they cure it, their jobs go away. Yep. Why would they get? Why would they not just? Why would they cure it if they if they're going to be out of work? Imagine going to college, studying cancer, and then curing it, and now your college degree is in worse shit. (laughs) Also, they just want drugs because you can. uh, uh, They can patent a drug, and so the pharmaceutical company can make a lot of money, and the FDA is working for the pharmaceutical. But if it was vitamin, if everybody saw vitamin C could help cancer, that would be no good for the pharmaceutical companies because they can't patent something that comes from nature. That's another thing, you know? Yeah. And it's really sad that there's people who such psychopaths. Well, did you hear about the pharmaceutical? Can you look this up? Pharmaceutical company was quiet, hides cure for Alzheimer's. Good luck on spelling Alzheimer's because I have no clue how to do it. But, dude, they found a cure for Alzheimer's and they hushed it. They hid it. Like, oh, yeah. What are you doing, man? I think there's so much corruption in the pharmaceutical industry. It's an evil industry, I think. What? I this woman, she was the editor of the New England Journal of Medicine. Her name was Dr. Marsha Engel. And she feels they rig, they rig trials to make the drugs look good. She said trials can be rigged in dozens of ways, and it happens all the time. This was the editor of the most prestigious medical journal, you know? Yeah. Pfizer. I like how Pfizer has... Uh, there's an article out going... Oh, not so fast for trying to say they could have prevented it. You know what you're doing, dude? I mean, like, dude, you guys think a blog is going to stop us from knowing that basically big pharmaceuticals are fucking Nazis? It's just Nazis. That's what World War I was about, bringing the pharmaceutical industry to the United States from Germany. God, it's just like what people do for a dollar. Guess what? You can't take it with you, Okay. So when you screw everybody and you die, guess what you come back as? A pig, okay, to slaughter. You scumbags, you fucking lizard people. We don't want it. Be nice. Help people. Pharmaceutical companies are so corrupt, isn't it? Yeah. They hate a cure. Like, how do you do that? It's fucked up. How do you? Dude, we're talking old old people. Or how about the opiate crisis? They let those those drugs out and they yeah. and florida gave it gave out how many pills to supply everybody with like 10 of them on the whole in all of america and they kept pouring them out knowing that it's impossible to even take them they're all scumbags horrible they're they're the real drug dealers you um, know everybody thinks chopo. drug dealers are in south central no they're on the corner at cvs and rite aid and they wear lab coats and they don't care 
You ever been sick, real sick, and you go to the pharmacist, you're like, hey, man, I'm having blowouts. I got to get something. I have explosive diarrhea. They're like, got to get a doctor's nose. You're like, I'm having diarrhea blowouts. They're like, I can't help you. That's the disconnect going on. That's all about dollar yeah, yeah. bills. And they're all scumbags. His book is called American Conspiracies and Cover-Ups. He is Arthur, author, Douglas Sergano. 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 Hey, that's it. Thank you. Hey, dude, thank you for coming on. Where can they find your book? Um, American Conspiracies and Cover-Ups.com. you got to put a slash between cover and ups. It's the same. Uh, and it's on Amazon, too. So uh, they can get it there. Thanks a lot. It's been fun. Hey, and, man. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Good luck with your book. Hopefully our, our listeners will get it digested. And we'll, uh, hey, man, congratulations. It's always great when you have a goal and you knock it out. Uh, I'm going to read your book and check oh. it out. And I appreciate you coming on the show, my friend. Thanks a lot. Maybe I'll see you in New York. I tell you, you're coming in October. I'm, uh, I live on Long Island. So maybe come I'll see October you. 4th. Come, well, come and listen to well-crafted dick jokes about lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Take Great. care, boss. We appreciate you. That is the October 4th show at the Gramercy in New York City. Thank you, Aaron. Your quietness, your stillness lets me know we're close to the truth. Thank you, XG, and course. we'll see you guys soon. Take care.